So yeah, just had so much fun recording this year in review pod with all of our thoughts and takes, you know, decided to make it a couple of episodes over, um, kind of cut in half instead of just one long one. So not really a clear intro in. So I want to try to give you guys a little bit of a, a preview so you can kind of ease your way back into the discussion. But without further ado, here's the second half of the year in review. Cheers. Well, if this was one of the definitely one of the bigger storylines, I think the next kind of thing that happened during the year is we kind of moved towards June and July. I think ours my favorite storyline, and that's the Bucks winning the championship. What I've loved for Mr. LeBron James to win his fifth ring, absolutely. But I think a lot of people, especially as the year progressed and everything happened after the summer, how can you not root for Giannis and the Bucks? I mean, I like I said, I still hope the LeBron gets as many rings as possible, but one of my favorite storylines this year actually was, you know, the Bucks winning and Giannis and, you know, how cool that was. I agree. They're very likable. They're very enjoyable to watch. Um, I had a lot of fun watching the playoffs. Giannis is very fun. I, I really enjoy Chris Middleton's game. Um, <clears throat> I even, I even like PJ, like, I like watching PJ Tucker. I like watching him defend. Um, I really, I really did enjoy watching the Bucks and, I also love watching non-traditional teams win. So when it was already Buck Suns, I was like, this is, this is already fantastic. And whoever wins, this is already like, I'm already enjoying this. Um, but to see someone like Giannis get that validation, I think so much of championships in sports are about the validation that they bring. There's nothing more validating than that. And it completely changes the narrative on how so many people view a player or a coach or a, or a team as a whole. Um, and Giannis is a player who was playing at that level and has for a few years, but unless you get that championship, you don't get that final stamp and you don't need a ton of them, but just one, just one is enough for people to put you in a different category, no matter how, honestly, even if, even if a player who's better than you hasn't won a championship, lots of people will still say this player who won a championship is in this different realm. And I'm, I'm glad for him that he got that. I mean, it, it was going to be either him or Chris Paul, I guess, who was going to get that. Um, and it ended up being him. And I think you're totally right that the, really the NBA playoffs as a whole were very weird in a great way very abnormal to what NBA playoffs normally are. And that's why I enjoyed them quite a bit, much more than I normally enjoy the NBA playoffs. Yeah, see, I think, you know, like I said, I'm not really a, a fan, so it's really just more about the feels. And I think just I love the feeling of that I had watching the finals and watching the Bucks win and everyone celebrate. And that's just why I thought it was a major storyline this year. And I think the other really cool thing about it is that you're totally right on the validation part. But it's unique in that I think no one, no one is looking to cement or no one is looking to elevate Giannis's legacy. I think people are always going to question, you know, how good he is and 
the current day NBA, but no one's really talking about him as one of the greats. They know how good he is today, but no one's talking about him as a great. So there's no, you know, monkey off his back for this championship. There's no, you know, sigh of relief for this championship like there was for LeBron, like there was for Katie, like there was for some others in recent history who've won. Um, and so I think that was one of the cool things. It's like, you know, they won this championship. Yeah, it's really, it's validating, but it's not something that like, he necessarily needed in this moment. I kind of like in this championship to when the Heat won in 06 with Dwayne Wade. You've got this kind of known but unknown commodity in Dwayne Wade has this massive coming out party. Um, and it's just something that was like, man, this is just really exciting to watch them, you know, win four straight on the Mavs. And so I think this Bucks championship is very similar to when the Heat won in 06. It's just something that really, really cool. You really enjoy watching them. And that's why I thought it was a major storyline this year. I mean, I'll be really curious to see how this can propel the Bucks this year. You know, they're still good and, you know, the monkey wrench and variable that is COVID. So we'll just see what that does to everyone in the playoffs and forward. But really curious to see what winning this championship will do for next year. Because you got to think that some of the teams that were a little bit hurt this year or last year, like, you know, Katie is going to be a little more healthy. James Harden is going to be more healthy. Kyrie's now part-time, so the Bucks are going to be – or the Nets are going to be better this year. Um, the Sixers, you know, maybe get their act together. They'll be better this year. The Heat added Kyle Lowry. So there's going to be better teams in the East. There's going to be better teams in the West. Um, you know, God forbid, hopefully COVID doesn't, you know, destroy or mess up any of the playoffs or anything like that. And so did last year's championship give the Bucks a true edge to be able to go against an even better NBA that's probably happening in the 2022 playoffs? So – yeah, for me, it's just more of like a feels. I love the feeling of it. loved watching it. I thought it was a lot of fun. And, you know, kudos to Giannis and the boys. Um, don't really feel good about them this year because I like Nets and uh, Lakers. But, um, yeah, awesome to watch them win. And just looking at his resume nowadays with multiple MVPs, multiple, I think, defensive, maybe one defensive player of the year, finals MVP, um, NBA championship. And I think he's 26, 27. You're like, oh, my God, what a resume now. Yeah, and, and so about the validation point, I think that people hadn't put Giannis in that category because, A, he's, he's relatively early in his career, right? I mean, he's like in the – he's like soon to be hitting his prime. Um, and when you look at, yeah, the MVPs, and he already was, you know, high up in the NBA in a lot of statistical categories. I mean, the guy was already one of the best players in the league. I do think that the title validates him, whether it t- validates him now – or in 10 years when he's retiring, uh, or I guess not probably, probably won't last 10 years, but you know, uh, in eight years or whatever it is, um, <clears throat> whether, whether right now it does a complete 180 of like, okay, fine. We can admit this player is good or not. It still is something that completely changes how he's viewed, right? It completely changes how he'll be viewed in the future. And just the whole, he's talked about in a completely different way now than he was a year ago. And it's, 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 it's purely because of the championship. If they end up losing to the Suns 4-2 instead of winning 4-2, he is not, there's no way he's talked about in the same way right now. He would still be viewed as one of the best players in the league. He'd still be you know, greatly heralded and whatever, but it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be the same. It would not be the same. See, I just push back on that a little bit because no one's screaming for Giannis to be on this Mount Rushmore. No one's screaming for him to be, like, known as one of the best players, like, ever, like they were with, like, Katie and LeBron. But I just don't – 
I don't know if it's because because some of that stuff is a little bit on you as the player to like self market yourself and the things you say in the media and he doesn't say things like that so like he's not gonna ever have that narrative like pushed on him or that kind of pressure to be put on that him. That's true. And so I don't know. I th- yes, it is validating, but it's one of those things where he he probably does need one, especially if he were to play another like ten years at like a high level for people to like to talk about him. Like where does he fit? But I don't think he's ever going to be in the conversation for best ever. So it's kind of one of those like true. I agree with that. It's kind of going to be like a KG championship. Like Kevin Garnett needed a championship to kind of like put the stamp on his career. But no one's talking about Kevin Kevin Garnett as one of the best players of all time. That's calling it like honest. Honestly, thing to look at is like one of the is he one of like maybe the best centers, one of the best like big guys of all time. Like kind of there, and they're gonna that championship will then help him in the discussion along like his numbers and everything like that. But He's never going to like be looked at as the best like some of the other current day players are. And so that's why I think the championship is it, it's helpful for him. It's really cool for him and his career. But it's not like it's not the same stamp. It's not being pressed like LeBron's was when LeBron won. Sure. At the heat. Oh, my God. Seismic wave like earth shattering. Giannis winning was really good. It was important for him. and It's really helpful to his legacy. But it's different. like I said, KJ, I agree good. with all of that. The KG uh, win is, is is my comp there. I I, I like your um, Dwayne Wade comp, actually. The first one, just because yeah, you're talking yeah, yeah, about yeah. it. Yeah. Well, I'm just yeah. talking about, like, that was more so, like, the kind of the runs for, like, the team. The the team. Ah, uh, okay, okay. Is what I was saying more so. Um, but or maybe, maybe like, a, maybe this is kind of comparable to, like, Kawhi Leonard. Yeah, but I think even Kawhi kind of does get looked at a little bit as – a little bit he's been kind of floated on. I was like, oh, is he the best in the NBA? Like, could he be like because of like his clutch gene and his run in San Antonio and in um 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 Toronto and um the Clippers and everything. But I think the difference is I think one of the other differences, like you do the ball handlers, I think are always gonna be looked at more as like the best players ever, anyways, mm-hmm. and not the people who need the ball. But Giannis quite hasn't had the shack physical domination that's just so out overpowering never seen before to be looked at as best player ever so he's not going to get that stamp or comparison like Shaq did because people were saying is Shaq the best ever because of what he was doing was like never seen before and also so putting unique, the yeah yeah so he's not quite there so he's not going to get that's why I say he's not getting pushed into the stratosphere of best ever but he's always going to be looked at as like one of the best players probably like for his position and will always be looked at as probably one of the best players in today's current NBA, but he's not, he's not pushing for no Mount Rushmore. He wins a couple so, more rings. He might be. So I just, one, one question. I want your opinion on this, on that. How big of a role on how he's viewed <clears throat> and expectations on him compared to a Kawhi Leonard or really any other player. Does any of it come down to the fact that he is not American? I, I think it does, but I think the bigger thing is um, the bigger thing to me is like your self-marketing mm-hmm. is like how I would say it. Like, yes, a big portion of it is, you know, you're an international player and English isn't your first language. But I think the bigger thing is like how you are like Luca is from Slovenia. And I would argue he is maybe a bigger star than Giannis, but he brings a little bit more of like the pizzazz and like the attention like on himself even though he's an international player um so i think it's a lot more to do with like his self-marketing than it does his nationality fair just just uh just wanted to bring that in there and just wondered if 
uh, what's your thought on that? If Giannis starts saying, I want to be the best ever, like this is my goal, like blah, 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 he will start getting like the pressure and things mm-hmm. put on him and things like that. But he never says that. He's just like, I just want to work hard and win championships for Milwaukee. I love the city, which is awesome. But that's just not going to get you put in the. That was a great Greek accent. Thank you. I'm fresh back from Mykonos. Yeah, I, th- I thought I was in Athens, actually. <laughs> um, well, that uh, the the other professional championship that got won this year um, in the WNBA also had a pretty crazy story. Um, you have Candace Parker signed as a free agent to join the Sky to go back home after playing for the the, the Sparks for so long. Goes back home to Chicago. They have uh, their regular seasons okay. They make the playoffs. They're 16 and 16, 500. Uh, since the WNBA switched to the format, that they're actually switching it again. But in 20, I believe the first year of it was 2016, the format that they used through this year. No team other than top two seeds, which got buys all the way to the semifinals in the now previous format, only top two seeds had ever won. The WNBA finals in the five years that they'd, they'd used this format. So the sky from the opening round games go all the way through and win the championship as a 500 team. Again, first non top two seed to do it, uh, pulling off, pulling off upsets pretty much the whole way through. Um, and you have Candace Parker, who's one of the faces of the WNBA who has been around for a long time at this point, who already had multiple championships to her name. It's, it's, it's similar to LeBron James going back to Cleveland and winning a title in Cleveland. It's not the exact same. The path wasn't the exact same, but it's the same kind of idea of player who has already validated him or herself elsewhere winning a lot of championships, being a great player for a long time, uh, going to where they're from and bringing a title to there. Um, And of course, she's not the only reason the sky did it. Courtney Vandersloot is unbelievable. I could watch her pass forever. Um, And they've got plenty of other pieces. Uh, I mean, Parker wasn't even the MVP. Kayla Cooper was, um, or Copper, I mean, was, so, you know, the sky had a lot more than, than Candace Parker. It's not exactly a like for like LeBron James to Cleveland comparison, but that was crazy. That was crazy. I don't think any, I mean, who really saw the sky winning when the playoffs were beginning? I don't see why anyone would have really seen that coming. And yet it did. And she, it's their first title. The sky are not exactly a prestigious WNBA franchise. Um, just a crazy, crazy WNBA playoffs that we had with tight games, with 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 like Diana Taurasi making some big plays for the Mercury. I mean, it was it was a crazy WNBA playoffs. It really was. Yeah, you know, shout out Candace Parker, shout out to the, the Chicago Sky. You know, awesome to win the chip. To me, it's almost big storyline, but almost gave almost bigger reason as it gave us one of the better memes from 2021, and that's uh, the aforementioned Kalia Cooper or uh, um, kind of stepping over um, the player or not stepping over, but kind of looking down on her and mm-hmm. meme seen all throughout like basketball Twitter. So that's, you know, my reason for uh, almost yeah. being the bigger storyline. Yeah. Providing Sophie, us entertainment. Sophie Cunningham talked shit back and then 
uh, uh, copper, uh, put it onto a t-shirt and sold it on her website. Yeah, I agree. And stuff like yeah. that is great. I mean, that's what you want out of sports. That's, well, that's 100% what, what you want. Yeah. I mean, you won a championship, but this bigger storyline here is internet fame. That's what yeah, we're of all course. about. That's all about the clout. That's why we made a podcast. We're here for the clout. I mean, that's why I'm here. Shout out to the fans. Yeah. All about, all about the fans, but not really all about the clout. Um, yeah, I, I just think that that's something that we, we needed to bring up. I think that's gotta be a highlight of 2021 is, is the sky winning and Candace Parker getting helping bring a title to her, uh, to her hometown. Oh, for sure. I think the other one of the highlights, um, comes from Mr. Curry, Mr. Wardle Curry himself, staff, um, Mr. Uh, all-time best three-point shooter, Chef Curry, just so many different things, nicknames, accolades, whatever. But, you know, finally the other day, you know, beating the Knicks in Madison Square Garden. Um, and then, you know, all-time record passing Reggie Miller a couple years ago, then finally passing Ray Allen. Um, it feels like he hasn't been in the league that long. I, I remember, like, just yesterday watching him at Davidson, you know, almost beating Kansas in the Elite Eight um, to go to the Final Four. Man, I really wish they would have won that game. Um, of course, but now that Steph's the all-time three-point shooter or three-point um, leader, I should say, um, when every time a record set, but especially an all-time record at the highest level, obviously the storyline for the year. Um, and I'll be really curious to see where it ends up. I think it could be like kind of like Kareem's um, all-time scoring record, and that it's going to be so ridiculous it just may never get caught. Like. Think about it, because Steph is in his mid-30s, I think, yeah, right now. Yeah, about to look up how old he is. And he's got – earlier in his career, people probably said he had some injury concerns with his ankle, uh, with his ankles. But I think now it's been more so, you know, attrition or just kind of, you know, you play the game with his, like, broken thumb or his hand, whatever that was, and kind of some 33. smaller things. And so it's not inconceivable, at least to me, that he could shoot at a high level for at least another five years at a high level. Yeah. And so if he's already got the record, what does five more years look like for Steph? And how big is this going to get? I know Dame shoots at a high clip, and I think he's about to be six all time on the all time three point shooting list. Dame's getting close to the top five, but whoo, it's going to get pretty high. Yeah, I mean he and and it, and it's and he's the kind of player too where if you you know if you're if you are a shooter. Yeah, you can play a long, long time. I mean, yeah, he's not going to be as effective as an overall player in five years as he is now, assuming he's still playing at 38. That's pretty old. But still, you can be 38 and just stand on the perimeter and just jack up shots. So I'm totally with you. He's going to this this record's going to get eviscerated, man. <laughs> like this is this is not even going to be close and it's going to stand for a while. I mean, how old is Lillard? Uh, I think Dame's getting close to 30. I think he might be 29. So he's only got a few, like, what? Oh, he's, no, he's 31. Is he? Okay. So he's only got two years on Curry. So that's only theoretically two years to make up a quite a gap. Yeah, I think active players, I got to imagine Clay's ahead of Dame. Um, like, I think it's probably Steph, Clay, uh, Dame in terms of, like, active three-point shooters. Um, oh, actually, it looks like Harden is fourth. Is he? And then Damian Lillard is 10th, and LeBron James is 11th. Clay Thompson is 21st. Well, uh, forgive me, trolls, uh, for saying that. Um, 
But um, yeah, I don't know. It's one of those things. I think Steph will start slowing down if his like his conditioning or he can't move the same way because I feel like that's where you'd so much. He either gets his like crazy like logo threes where he's just pulling up from half court, or he's running off a million screens, catch and shoot. He's never just like kind of right, in not the a corner. Chill in the corner. Yeah, he's not yeah, yeah. He's he's not. Draymond's not bringing up the ball and then Steph's in the corner and it's a driving dish. No, no, no. It's Steph's either dribbling off the court, pull up from the logo, or Steph's going on like a flare to a back door to a elevator to another flare to, to another elevator to you see like a million screens catch and shoot. That's what so. You know, when he starts slowing down and not doing as much off-the-ball stuff, I think that's when we'll kind of know, all right, this is where about it's going to be. Um, but, yeah, I think, you know, in addition to the record, just a chance to kind of celebrate the career that's been Steph so far and definitely something monumental for this year and even funnier to do it on the Knicks, a team that should have drafted him back in 09, um, the team he wanted to go to back in 09, um, ends up with the Warriors, and then he sets the record, you know, at the team he wanted to originally go to. Oh, throw it on the pile of Nick's mistakes. Um, yeah, throw it on the big, heaping, steaming pile of Nick's mistakes. What were you trying to ask me earlier? Were you trying to tell me that Ray, obviously now, Steph is you know, undeniably the best? Were you trying to tell me, you know, five or six years ago, Ray Allen was considered the best? Or were you saying Steph was the best? Well, I was just saying that there would have been much more of a conversation five years ago and that somebody could have definitely made the argument that Ray Miller, not Ray Miller, sorry, Ray Allen, I combined Ray Allen and Reggie Miller that, you know, I picked a combination of them would be the best shooter of all time, but uh, that Ray Allen uh, was the best shooter ever. You could have made that argument five years ago. Um, Now you, you, you couldn't really, Uh, but five years ago, he still held this record by a lot. Um, Curry would have the, the five years ago, the Warriors would have been in the middle of their dynasty. Um, but they didn't, I can't, did, did they win in 2014? Did they win 15, 16, 18? No, they won 15, lost 16, won 17, 17, 18. Okay. That's it. So five years ago, they, they would have just, they would be in the middle midst of that. So it's but Steph Curry had already changed basketball in a lot of ways. So there would have been an argument to be had. I think five years ago, you could have, you could have argued for Ray Allen or Steph Curry and had, a, and even Reggie Miller and had an argument. Now, five years later, I'm not sure that you do. Prior to that first championship in 15, yes, there's an argument because, you know, I don't think he's still in the league anymore, but Ray just a couple of years earlier in 13, 13 I think hit that three to beat the Spurs or to go to game seven against the Spurs um but once Chef won that won that first chip I mean it's just just strictly eye test obviously the numbers weren't there but just strictly eye test you knew Steph Curry was the best shooter of all time anytime you see someone doing things that you have never seen before that player is the best player or that person is the best or whatever that's why people say oh my god LeBron is the best that's why people say like oh Michael's the best because they were doing things that they had never seen before and so to me while the numbers weren't necessarily there yet and he had to have the longevity of his career to officially you know get that um that that accolade as you know the most three points ever made Steph was doing great when he was playing the Clippers that one year and doing the loop-de-doop and all around and looking like I don't know Pete Wheeler and backyard basketball I was like goodness gracious and so I don't know Steph's been the best in my eyes for a long 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 time and then that championship in 15 as the validation I needed I mean him and Ray 
Ray in his prime would just dunk on you and was an absolute beast. Ray Allen was phenomenal. But just purely eye test from Steph Curry only took a few years in his career for me to be like, yep, this guy's the best ever. It's just a matter of when he's officially the best ever. So to me, the, conversa- the, the conversation probably probably was – the argument was when Ray was still playing, but once Steph won the first chip, it was a wrap. That's fair. That's fair. I mean, look, he is and has clearly cemented himself and solidified himself in, in the last five years in a way that is undeniable. So there's, there's, if somebody had argued Ray Allen at the time, they wouldn't have been right. But I just, I, I'm just saying that it at the time would have not been an unreasonable thing to say, but it, it would be, now. I, it would very much be now. See, at the time I would have thought it's unreasonable, but you know, it 14, 13. All right. No, I'll give it to you. But the dude was doing ridiculous things in the mid to 2010s. And ever since then, it's just, like I said, it's just been a matter of if and when, but, I mean, look, look at his um, um, record for games with I think 10 or more threes and just, just stupid things he's done before. And it's just, I don't know, just crazy clip. And so you know, do you, to, do you view Steph Curry? Where do you, so yes, clearly he's the best shooter that the game has seen. In terms of all around basketball players in, in 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 NBA history, where do you view him as a top five guy, as a top ten guy? I mean, where where are you? Where would you put him? See, to me, when I look at the best players like ever, especially, and I'd I'd kind of say this for anything, especially the, at least with the team sports, for you to be the best player ever. I look at you as this. If you were to be on the worst team in the NBA, like what are you going to do with those guys? Like if you're by yourself, what are you going to do with those guys? And if you look at the people who are considered the best, Kobe, LeBron, Michael, Shaq, Magic, if you were to put like some of those guys or those guys I just listed on some of the worst teams ever, you know their teams are going to be good, partly because you've seen it with things like LeBron's done or things that, you know, Kobe's done. Um, And that's how you can measure them like by themselves, like how great are they? Steph is one of the greatest players ever, but I don't even know if I'd put him in the top 10. I needed, I need, I would need to think about it. I'm not just going to yeah. make an assessment one way fair, or another, but very fair. I'm not sure I can say that because a couple years ago or a couple years ago, uh, right before he broke his hand, when Draymond was out, Clay was out, and it was just Steph right before he got hurt. I mean, the Warriors are just kind of, eh, the Warriors were just kind of so so. And it's like for you to be considered one of the great, great, great greats, you've got to, you can maybe drop a little bit, but you've got to still be at least a contender. No matter what team LeBron was on, they were some kind of a contender. Um, and I think that's where you've got to be for, in order to be considered, like, the greatest ever, in my opinion. Yeah, that's, that's a totally fair argument. Um, I think regardless of whether or not somebody would include him in their top ten of all time, I think you do have to acknowledge that he is one of the most transcendent basketball players ever. And he – the impact that he had on the sport – that he has is currently still having that he has had on the sport and in how people play and how people view basketball and how people approach basketball. That's gotta be one of the greatest impacts of any individual player. And I think that that is something that is worth considering when you discuss greatest players of all time. I'm not arguing for him to be the greatest player of all time. Um, and off the top of my head, I, I'm with you. I don't want to say top 10, top five feels ambitious. I don't want to say top 10, but I would think he's got to be 
around there. It doesn't even feel that outlandish to necessarily say top 10. Um, but I think just it, the, it does when you probably start putting the list together. It probably but. does. It might, especially when you go back in history and you start including like Wilt Chamberlain and Dr. Yeah, J and guys things. like that. Yeah. Um, but I, I do think that he should, he should, there should be a, a additional criteria that is considered that is like the impact that this individual had on the sport as a whole, not just even the NBA and how the NBA operates like Steph Curry and what he was doing in the mid 2010s changed how the whole sport views three pointers, like flipped it on its head. It's, it's, it's crazy. I in my lifetime, I can't think of an individual player who impacted how the sport was played on a wider scale than him. That doesn't mean he's better than LeBron James, but I, there's something to that. Oh yeah. I mean, I think there was always, there always have been great shooters, but I think um, everything that Steph's done and the publicity and the adoration and just the coverage it got probably kind of similar to Bryson picking up more speed um, this year on tour and the last couple of years on tour and other players wanting to pick up more speeds, so they could hit the ball further. I think people saw what Steph was doing and then they're trying to put, they're trying to shoot more threes. They're trying to do more crazy things. And I think that's what you saw with, you know, James and Katie and those other guys, they were already like great shooters and great players, but you got to know the emphasis was just taken to another level after people watching, I think what Steph was doing. Um, and then you combine that with like the analytics and what that's changing with like front offices and now everyone's shooting and blah, blah, blah. blah. Um, so I, you know, totally agree. It's, I've heard some people say like, he's, I've heard some people say like, oh, it's a thing where anyone can do it as long as you can like practice. That's absolutely that's false. Yeah, that's ridiculous. <laughs> but I do think that it certainly has changed the the game some, and it's almost like he's the one who kind of started the uh, pushing back of the three point line. Like I know it's hasn't been pushed back, but it's like unofficially been pushed back because where you see multiple people pulling up from now um so yeah um i think uh last thing i mean it's kind of like an, a never-ending storyline um since you know march 2020 but i think one of the major things is is the coco um and just everything that's that's been going on with it from today throughout the year what it did to the playoffs what it did to the march madness what it did to you know WNBA and just the craziness that's been that and you know vaccine rules and protocols and all that other stuff i mean just a overarching um very wide topic um or wide singular topic that's really been a major impact and you know not just hoops but the world in general yeah it's fucked shit up and i don't think i'm breaking the news to anybody by saying that but it is really fucked shit up basketball is no exception uh from games being canceled to players getting it and having their entire careers altered to the lower levels of the sport being severely impacted to certain players not wanting to get a vaccine, you know, like it's just never ending. It is never ending and it just sucks. It just sucks so bad. And I don't, I mean, that's not deep analysis, but what deeper analysis can you give? It, it COVID sucks a lot and it really, it really sucks a lot in sports, man. It really has really dampered sports and harmed sports for now almost two years. And there is no end in sight. And it sucks a lot. 
it just really, really sucks a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I think uh, it was pretty good, uh, pretty fun kind of year in review, I think, for us. It was really, like I said, it was one of those kind of, when someone says, you know, this word, what's the first thing that comes to your mind? That's how we kind of wanted to do this. And I think we did a good job of kind of saying, what are some of the first storylines that come to our mind? That's what's most important. We're not going to do Google searches. We're not going to go, you know, on The Athletic or Yahoo or any of these other places like Google and do research on what other people said are the best storylines. We just kind of took some time, said, what's the first thing that comes to my mind when I think about hoops this year? This is what we kind of hashed out. And um, and I thought it was pretty comprehensive of everything that happened from January to December. And like it or love it, or you can leave it if you want to, but I, I really love the conversation and looking forward to, to next year and, and some more uh, more greatness. Go Lakers. And, uh, and, and uh, as much as I just, you know, said that COVID fucks everything up, which is true, we just talked through the whole year and a lot of really amazing things happened. So despite a pandemic that took away a lot of games, took out some players, is still currently taking out players, is extremely divisive, despite all of that, we still got some pretty awesome stuff this year. Um, we should get some pretty awesome stuff in 2022, even if COVID continues to fuck shit up then too, like it probably will. Um, we still got some really awesome stuff and, and looking back on it, it's, it's a good reminder of how much did still happen, even despite the virus, which sometimes make it feels, makes it feel like nothing is happening except the virus, you know, it's good. It's good to look back and be like, well, yes, the, uh, you know, the, the college basketball season was severely impacted, but we still did get Baylor winning their first championship and, Yes, it was severely impacted, but out of that, we got the women at the uh, women's tournament blowing up the NCAA about being unfair. Out of it, we got Giannis and the Bucks, and so on and so on. And so it's important to reflect and realize that it's not all bad and that good things are still happening, exciting, interesting things are still happening. Well said, brother. Well said. Thanks, uh, thanks everyone for a great year. Uh, thanks for sticking with us as we kind of figure our way through the the first year of full court sound off and backing better than ever uh, next year. Cheers. <laughs>